Father God, I just thank you and I praise you for this day. I thank you that you have given me the, the privilege, Lord God, to, to stand before your people, to share your word. God, I pray that today Dwayne would completely decrease so that you can increase in me, Father. I do not want any parts of my opinions to come across, but I want your Holy Spirit to speak to your people, touch their hearts, draw them in. Lord God, give them understanding, give us all wisdom through this, Lord God, that we can apply to our, our lives. And Father, I just pray that we would renew our minds in the name of Jesus, that we might not live the way the world lives, but that we would live as, as what you've called us to be, a holy nation. Lord God, kings, queens, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. So uh, if you caught the Facebook live, then you will know this. If you didn't, then you'll be hearing it for the first time. And I just, I want to share in a, in a story type setting. It's not a story, but in a story type setting, how how we we work through some things in our lives and where those things might come from. So I'm, I'm going to ask you today if you would let down your walls, not for me, but for the Holy Spirit, let down your walls. Um, don't allow yourself to uh, deceive you, right? Um, I know we're, we're huge. I know I am. I'll, I'll speak for me. I can deceive myself sometimes, you know? Uh, men, we don't, we don't ask our wives if we look good in certain things. We just look in the mirror and tell ourselves whether we like it or not. And whether it's true or not, that's what we go with. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, don't allow you to deceive you this morning, if that makes any sense. Because what I want to discuss with you today is the desires of our heart. I want to talk to you about the desires of our heart, of your heart, of my heart. And since I don't know the desires of your heart, then it's going to be up to you to check. So I know that every once in a while I wake up in the, in the middle, of, or not in the middle of the night, I go to bed, I go to bed, and, and I feel like I, I, I want something, right? Just a little something to snack on, you know? I'm thinking to myself, maybe I'll go grab a carrot. <laughs> but by the time I'm headed back upstairs, my wife has this look on her face, and I have no idea why, because I'm holding a simple bowl of ice cream. Three scoops, whipped cream, peanut butter, Reese's peanut butter syrup, hot fudge, Reese's Pieces sprinkled on top. Come on, hallelujah. Did you feel that? Okay, I better stop. I better stop playing. Listen, let me stop playing. Listen, listen. And she says to me, Dwayne, really? And I'm like, it started off as a carrot. And somewhere along the line, it transformed. I rebuked the devil. Now, I know that sounds funny, but that's what we do. That's what we do. Let's see, what about this? 
in the season that we're in, maybe you're in corporate America. Maybe you've started a business. And, and you, you're, 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 in this, you're in this season because you started it prior to the season and things were going wonderful. Everything was going very well. And you come into the season and everything changed overnight. You were growing. Everything was going well. You were, you were in the black. And then all of a sudden, everything kind of dropped off. But we know that when things drop off, it doesn't, all, like most times it doesn't just automatically everything go down, right? It's kind of a slow, steady, just death so to speak. And somewhere in that moment, we think to ourselves, you know what? You know what I need to do? I need to, I need to do something. I have to figure out something. There's, there's got to be something. And it's those moments, it's those moments where I believe the enemy whispers in our ear. And then we do that something to do what? To make sure and to ensure that the thing that God gave us, the idea, right, the desire to, to, to continue to grow happens, we do something that maybe we shouldn't do. That's if you're in corporate America, and then all of a sudden things go crazy. Let me tell you a story about my school, right, where I work, and I work, with, I work at a school, uh, alternative school, um, and and. Our kids are there to get credit recovery and, and some other things. And well, I had a young man who had gotten in trouble, and he was told he had to write an essay to talk about what he had done so that we understood that he understood where he had went wrong. He decided, because the young man wanted to go outside, he did not want to write this essay. He wanted to go and hang out with his friends on break. But his break had been taken, and he had to write this essay. He already was kind of in a bit of a pinch. And then on top of that, he sat down and he said, I'm going to write this essay lickety-split. He came back to me within about five minutes, and I knew he did not write this essay. But for his sake, I went on ahead, I took his whole essay, by the way, if you ever want to check plagiarizing, it's really easy, okay? You take the whole essay and you just plug it into Google and hit search. And all of a sudden, it's like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and you have all of these words that are in and phrases and sometimes a whole paragraph that's in this person's thing. And so I was like, you know what? I deleted it, and I was like, now go write me something that you are going to write. Man, he was livid. Are you kidding me? And I was like, bro. He was like, man, this ain't fair. I just, man, I'm going to miss the whole break. I'm just no way I'm going to get this done. And I was like, it's not about getting it done. It's about you understanding what's going on. Now, I tell you that story, and I want you to look, cut through everything and understand that there was one thing that he desired. And his desire was not bad. Matter of fact, we give them this probably about three to four times a day. It's a break. He wanted the break. And because of what he wanted, everything took a turn for the worse. Sound very familiar to me. 
It reminded me of the message that Pastor Jeff spoke last week. He was talking about Jonah. Who remembers that? Spoke about Jonah. In Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, it says this. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. Dot, 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 right? We know the story because Pastor Jeff spoke to us about it last week. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, so that means he had a clear directive of what it was he was supposed to do. But then, through his actions, he was disobedient. Which, by the way, is sin. We're going somewhere here. Please stay with me. Because he didn't want to do it. Because he didn't want to do it. But he didn't want to do it because he wanted something else. He had a desire and this went against his desire. Wait a second, Pastor Wayne, what are you talking about? God told him to go give a word, and he didn't want to give the word. Right. Well, what's that got to do with what he wanted? Well, let's look at what he wanted. He wanted the people of Israel to live right. He, his desire was that they would, that they would line up with what God was calling them to do because he knew in his heart he could see God had shared the vision of what they were meant to be and they were not being that at all. And it frustrated him. So when God gave him a directive, his desire, which once lined up with God's, took a turn because he did not desire to share what God had told him. He thought there should be something else. He felt he knew better than God, so he wanted to do something different. Listen, I, I have to say this. Aside from disobeying God, I would say that we all agree with him. Would you not? I mean, seriously, put yourself in Jonah's shoes. You want me to do what? No, no, no. They deserve to be fired. They deserve to be set down. They deserve to be dumped, divorced, kicked out, thrown away. This is what they deserve, God. I will not, I will not love them. I will not give them a place here. I will not put them where I know you want them to be until they're ready. Hmm. So what does this look like? What does this look like? Let, let's, let's talk about some people. Talk about a few more people. What about Adam? Adam in the beginning, right? That guy. Adam wanted to do what? Adam wanted to please his wife. Is there any men out there that that's, that's, your, that's deep down inside, that's your desire? Hear me, hear me. When it started, that's all you wanted. Girl, I ain't going to continue. 
You know what I'm talking about, though. I won't point people out. You know, so I'm tempted. I'm so tempted. You know, you be in that early stage, girl. Okay. My wife said, don't do it. Listen, Adam wanted to please his wife, right? But here's the thing. When God speaks, when God has spoken, there's only one voice that matters. There's only one voice that's at the top of the list. And if you follow that voice, every other voice will, guaranteed, 100% concede and, and, and fall in line. And even if they don't, eventually they will realize that that was the way to go. And that's when you had that argument about always feeling like you're right or whatever. And you're like, what? I just was following God. But <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. It works out in your favor, fellas. I'm telling you, follow God, and you will turn out right every single time. And it becomes an argument. But you got, you got like solid gold to stand on. I'm just saying. So this is, this is not a men's ministry or a, a marriage counseling. So I'm going to keep going. Um, you can call Pastor Jeff about that or Ryan. Uh, listen, so God had spoken and Adam needed to realize that she's not the Holy Spirit. I have joked many a times about my wife being the Holy Spirit. Let me go check with the Holy Spirit, you know. I'm, I'm being serious. And, and, and sometimes she keeps me on line when I'm stupid, right? But if I'm really listening to God, he will be the one to keep me in line. And Adam, he missed it. He missed it because he wanted to please his wife. Okay, what about Noah? What? Pastor Dwayne, what, what did Noah do wrong? I mean, that man did everything right. He did everything that none of us would ever want to do in a million years. The man built a boat, Dwayne, when there was no need for one, ever. There are questions out there that, that are like, did he even know what water was? I mean, <laughs> obviously he did, but hear me out. Now, put yourself in Noah's shoes real quick. God told Noah to build a boat so that because it was going to Flood. For those of you who don't know, I don't want to act like everybody here knows, Noah was asked to build a boat because there was going to be a flood. Noah did it under the ridicule and the stress of the people, from the people around him, he did it. From his wife being in his ear, what are you doing? From his children being like, Dad, you're an embarrassment. My friends are talking about the crazy man building the boat. Through all of that, he kept pushing. He built the boat. The animals begin to come. They all loaded on. But that's not even the big thing. Then for however long, he was on this boat with his family and his wife. Lord bless the man. And a bunch of animals that were pooping and doing everything under the sun. So when he got off the boat... Wait a second, wait a second. Just remember, Noah was obedient. He was obedient. But when he got off that boat, all of that stress, all of the craziness led the man to drink. 
It pushed him to drink. I don't know if he was a drinker before. I'm not really sure. But the things that were going on in his life had caused him, had pushed him to drink. Do you know anybody like that? I've heard stories about pastors who, who started out and they were building a boat. They were building something that was going to save families, couples, children, youth. And it had gotten so big and everything was going so well. But then it led them to drink. And somebody out there wasn't feeling very compassionate about that person. And everything went wrong. Everything went wrong. Because it, it just, his desire though, his desire was to be obedient. What about Abraham? Abraham, the man. Israel himself. He was obedient because he had great faith. We're talking about a man who had great faith in God. That God would give him a son. That God would do these great, amazing things. But in the midst of the beginning of his story, something happened. He had a desire to be obedient. He had a desire to have a son. He had a desire to father the nations. He had, his desire was real. It was strong and it was from God. But somewhere along the line, that desire, it, it, it changed. And the reason it changed was because his, his desire, it, it, took a, it hit a curve. What was that? This is just one. He lied. He lied about his wife. He lied. She's my sister. Why did he, why, why did he lie? He lied because he was in fear of his life. He desired one thing at first that lined up with God's word but then his desire changed his desire to live <laughs> you're like pastor Wayne what's the man should he want to die do not forget I need you to stay with me and understand that these desires that they have are not horrible the desire to live the desire to be obedient but at the same, the same time, the desire to be able to handle the load. The desire to continue to live normal in the midst of not feeling very normal. Drugs, alcohol, they, they, they give me an opportunity to, to shake off and relax. You know, you do, are you following me? It's a simple desire. Okay, maybe nobody's, nobody. Is there anybody here that just desires to be at peace? At peace. I just, I just want to be, I just want to be at peace. What about, what about being loved? 
I just, I just want to be loved. I want somebody to want me. I want somebody to take care of me. I want somebody to make me feel secure. Can anybody here tell me there's anything wrong with any of those desires? No. I challenge you to, but I don't think so. We just, we desire to be safe. Abraham thought to himself, they're going to take my life. They're going to take my life, so I need to lie because I want to stay alive. And then things begin to go wrong. How about this? How about David? How about David? The boy who was anointed a king, grew into a man and eventually became that king. Ruled over Israel for some time and then he, and then he committed adultery. With, with the woman next door. What? Well, how did you? Do you understand that sometimes the people who are not really that great or important can become something more? And when they become something more, their desires change as they go along. Not greatly different sometimes. Maybe it's, maybe it's how, how strong the desire is, right? When I went downstairs, I was just had a little hankering. By the time I went back upstairs, I had a whole bowl of ice cream with three scoops and all the fixings. Somewhere in there, I went from a carrot, which would have completely satisfied me, to a whole bowl of ice cream. Which, well. <laughs> David, having all that he had, his desire was what? Come on. His desire was what? To worship. His desire was to worship. And then somewhere along the line, that, that desire changed. It went wrong. These men all have something in common. They all have something in common. Sin. We all have something in common. Sin. Is that the period? Absolutely not. It's not. But we need to understand this. We need to understand this. It was a quote. I don't know where I got it from. I forget. I'm going to be honest. But it says, sin, whether it is of a minor or grievous nature, always leaves destruction in its path. Little white lie, massive, huge lie. Small disobedience, massive, huge disobedience. Listen, here's the thing. Where does it come from? Where does this craziness come from? The devil. Doggone him. 
devil. Shake a fist, growl, mean emoji. Devil's out there like, bro, it wasn't me. <laughs> right? He like, that was not me. That was him. I'm over like, no, it was him. And he's like, look, look, okay, okay, all right. I might have I been like, you know, you looking, you, you want some love? She, she's over there doing absolutely nothing, just saying. Right? I just, I just want to be kept safe. I just want to be held. He's looking to hold somebody, just saying. Right? Wait a second. I'm, I'm about to turn a corner here. See, the enemy's just sitting. He's sitting and he's watching. He's watching and he's waiting. He's like, man, God has made these people so wonderful. I can't stand them. How, how, how can I tear them down? I mean, he wrote it in the word, so I can't sneak up behind him. I mean, he told him that I come to kill, steal, and destroy. So how, how do I get them? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. You, you were made to desire love. You were made to be loved. Hmm. Hmm. I know it's God. I know it's God. I know that's what he intended, but... I wonder, I wonder if I just give this guy a nudge in your direction, right, what will happen. I wonder what will happen if, you know, you were in desperate need of finances. You, oh, come on, let me, let me just give, you, give it to you real, right? 20-something years old, right, and you've got a plan, 20-something years old, and you've got a plan, and, and you've got dreams, and you're like, man, working at a convenience store is not going to get it. But if I could just get a nice little lump sum, I can make something happen. And the enemy's like, oh, yeah. Enters the local drug dealer. Hey, bro, how's it going? I just want some of this, some of this, some of this. All right, bro. Hey, man. How is it that you just come in straight clean all the time? I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. The whip is fresh. The gear is fresh. What's going on? He like, look, bro, I'm actually going to school. <laughs> you going to school. Stop. Let me holler at you real quick. Look, bro, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to school, and, you know, I make a little funds on the side. Tell me more, please. Look, I'll holler at you next week if you, you know, in need of something. I'll holler at you. Cool. Next week rolls around. So give me the tea. What's up? For those of you that don't know what the tea is, it's the info. It's the goods. Right? I'm sorry I had to. So he says to me, three grand. Three grand, all you got to do is drive to Cleveland. It's a three-hour trip. You get $1,000 per hour. My calculator here. Wait a second. 
Uh, where do I sign up? Wait, 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 wait. No, no. I can't do that. I'm just not that type of person. He like, bro, I mean, I dig it. I dig it. But I mean, if you know somebody that is that type of person, they could drive it for you. Yes. My man. I absolutely know somebody like that. Right. This is a true story, ladies and gentlemen. This is a true story about yours truly. Pastor Dwayne had the opportunity, or is it an opportunity? I'm not sure. But nevertheless, I was about to take $3,000, give somebody else $1,500, and send them on their way. Pocket $1,500 for doing absolutely nothing at all. Where did this come from? Just a desire to move ahead, to do something more. It was a desire just to live a good life. I wasn't trying to live that way forever. I just thought that a little bit of money will get me on target to do some things that I want to do, right? Here. Here. Was it the devil? Was it the devil that took me down this road? No, it was not. I cannot blame the devil. It was my own desire. It was what I wanted. And it wasn't a bad thing that I wanted. You ever heard somebody say, oh, the temptation is real. Curse the enemy. I was tempted. I was, it was temptation. Temptation was all around me. I know somebody else's temptation was all around, and he stood strong. So what is the deal? Can you go with me to James chapter 1, verse 13? Pastor Jeff said to me, dude, really, James? I know. None of us, if you've ever read James, you just don't ever want to go there. It's like a 100% it's like kick in the rear end, you know what I'm saying? You might as well just be walking around like this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like, I have avoided. Lord God, speak to me, James. Lord God, speak to me, James. Lord God, I don't want to talk to James. I need for you to speak to me. <laughs> James chapter 1, verse 13. This is what it says. This is good. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation, hear me out, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. When it is allowed to grow. I, I wrote these out real quick. I'm going to go through them. Desires. Desires. Part of who we are as, a crea as, 
as created, the way we created. It's part of who we are. It's in our makeup. Hold on, pause. Have you ever heard anybody say, well, this is the way God made me? This is the way that God made me, so what? What am I supposed to do because he made me this way? If this is what I want, it's because he put it there for me to want. Well, good argument. You're, you're not wrong. He did put the desire there. As a matter of fact, he even said he wanted to give you the desires of your heart. Oh, look. There's that title. He wants to give you the desires of your heart, but somewhere, let me move on. It says desires unchecked. Somewhere your desires become unchecked. This is where you get lust. From a young age all the way up to older, I thought lust was simply having to do with one thing. That's all I knew it to be. My mom be like, boy, you better quit lusting. And I be like, I'm sorry, mom. You know? Sitting there watching a movie. She like, cover your eyes. She like, boy, quit being so lustful. I'm sorry, mom. But mom, are you supposed to be watching this anyway? No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just my kids do it all. My kids do it to me. Okay, so stay focused. I'm sorry. Stay focused. Okay. My wife is getting on me. Covetous. Being covetous. The other day, yesterday, was it yesterday, honey? Yesterday we went to go look at Christmas lights. Yes? Yes. Yesterday we went to go look at Christmas lights. Okay. Pastor. Pastor Jeff, I may need you with a curtain right here so I can, okay. We drove into this neighborhood and the kids were like, whoa, there wasn't even no lights. They were, they were like, oh my gosh, look at these houses. They are so cool, right? And I was like, right? right? And I'm like, why all of a sudden, why all of a sudden did I feel like I lived in a shack, right? Why did I all of a sudden feel like I lived in a shack? And I told my wife, I came clean, right? I was like, babe, I think we need to turn around and get out of here because I feel, oh, I feel the spirit of covetousness coming on me right now. And had I not said that prayer and confessed my sin to my wife, then I would have felt the spirit of lust coming on me, right? Because... Lust is not just about the one thing. It's about that desire that's so strong. It just won't let you alone. It's eating at you continuously. Hmm. Man, I'm telling you, that rocked my world when I got older and I was like, what? You mean to tell me lust is something that is more than, okay, okay. But I still was, okay. It, it covered me, but I mean, you know, now I know because, you know, I'm like, man, mom, I want that car so bad. I want that house so bad. I need to get that $3,000 doing that wrong thing with the drugs so bad so I could get, right? I was lusting. My desire turned into lust due to covetousness. And it started with just a simple desire, not even a wrong desire. 
Listen, it says desires, I said desires in control. In control of what? In control of you. Desires in control of you are the birth to sin. Desires out of control. Your desires are out of control. They lead to death. Listen to me. Do not, do not find yourself sleeping on your desires. Do not find yourself, don't, don't get caught slipping on your desires. Do not underestimate your desires. I'm not asking you to throw away, turn down, or get rid of your desires. I'm telling you to check your desires. Control your desires. How do I do that, Pastor Dwayne? I just, I don't understand. I didn't even know. You're introducing me something completely. I didn't even know it was an issue. I just thought, I was thinking that control them things. I'm feeling a little hungry. We're going to go back to the beginning. I'm feeling a little hungry, babe. I think I'm going to go down and grab something. Number one, my wife would look at me and be like, do you really need to do that at 1030 at night? You're going to go to sleep here in just a little bit. You're going to wake up, you eat breakfast. Good point. Because guess what? That desire does not run me. And the truth is, is just because I have a desire doesn't mean that it needs to be met right then. There's nothing wrong with a desire, but a desire is just that. It's just something that God placed there for a purpose. He placed the desire for me to eat there so that I could be healthy and grow strong. He placed the desire in a woman to be Secure, safe, and loved because that's what he wanted. But it was not intended to be more. And sometimes we get on a roll. He put the desire there for a man to, to, to feel confident. When me and my wife got married, we did marriage counseling. It's the first time I ever heard this. And I was like, wow, that's, that makes so much sense. Help me out, babe. Do you remember? What is it? The security the woman feels. Yes. The woman, the pastor, he looked at me. He said, he said, listen, Dwayne. He said, all women, they're looking for one thing, to feel secure. And a man, he's, he needs one thing. And that's to be edified. And I was like, wow. That, that was a revelation. That was a revelation in and of itself. We didn't have to go any further. A woman is in need of security. And then the next thing he said to me, he said, so every time you tell her you're going to be home at 1130 and then you come in at 12, You've disrupted her security. 
And I was like, all right, dear preacher, listen here. <laughs> Seeing as how I work for you, I'm going to need you to tone down just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And then he looked at her and he said, listen to me. He is going to be the hardest person on himself. He's going to be harder on himself than anybody ever will. You are the one person that you're going to have to keep him up. Now, he looked at me. He was like, you should not depend on her to do this. You should not depend on him to do that in and itself. But this is your primary job. And I was like, wow. So listen, a desire for security or a desire to be uplifted and, and edified, how do they go so wrong? How do they go so wrong? A desire to fulfill the call on your life, how can it go so wrong? A desire for obedience, how can it become disobedience? Listen, I wasn't going to do this. Katie, go with me real quick. James chapter 1, verse 13. Start there. Just pull up all of that whole chapter, if you will. Okay? If you're watching Facebook, we're going to James, all right? We're going to James. And we're going to continue this scripture. I did not know how much time I would have, but I have time. So I'm going to take it. I won't be for you long. I'm going to, this is going to be where I close. All right? Let me get the new living translation here. So, verse 13. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong. And he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. Real quick, do you hear the wording there? Your desire drags you away. Every time I picture, I picture kind of like that, that, that creepy guy pulling up in the van with the candy, right? I've got candy, little children, right? Come here, I've got candy. I used to use that on my youth all the time. Right? They pull up in the van, and then it's like, oh, okay, and then they snatch you, and they take off, and you're like, uh, 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 right, dragging along until they get you into the car, and then you're gone. And who knows what happens next, right? But it says sin leads to death. So that's the picture that I have in my head all the time. It says, temptation comes from our own desires which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. We begin to act on our desires. These desires that have become too strong, that have gotten out of control, we begin to act on them. And when sin is allowed to grow, when we give them room, these desires, to do what they will, It says it gives birth to death. So let's continue verse 16. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in heaven, in the heavens. 
He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chooses to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. Verse 19, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires, so get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. But don't listen, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says, otherwise you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. When we allow ourselves, remember, what did I say to you? Let's not lie to ourselves, right? Don't allow you to deceive you. As you're walking down this, this if you, as you're walking along this journey, it's called life, and you have your desires, check them. How do you check them? You check them according to the word of God. You check them according to the word of God. God says he wants and desires to give you the, the desires of your heart. He wants to give you that. But what does that look like? How do I know when my desires are beginning to drag me away? It's easy, guys. You have to get in your word. It's very clear. I don't want to beat you up. I'm, this was not a beat up type of message, but it's so clear. There are, there are very clear areas where it tells you what to do and what not to do. There is literally a scripture, apologize, hate, I'm sorry, I can't remember right now, but there's literally scriptures that says that you are supposed to avoid the very appearance of evil. Man, we are so, I... I'm horrible at that. Can I tell you, there was a time in my life where it was like black or white. Everything is black or white. And then somebody said to me, dude, there are situations that are gray. And I was like, yeah. Let me tell you what really went through my head. It wasn't just, yeah, it was, yes. Can I walk in there every once in a while and be okay? No. No, if we're honest with ourselves, no. Because those are the moments. That's that creepy van. My desire, creepy van, gray area, and you're gone. You've fallen down the rabbit hole, and you don't know how you're going to get out. Check your desires. Compare them to the word of God. This is okay. And if this is okay, then this must not be. Right? Sometimes we have to use our brain to comprehend what is being said. And every once in a while, he gets down and dirty with it, right? You're not supposed to do this. 
stay away from this. There's a whole list. There's a whole list that Pastor Jeff preached about a while ago, right? Because we love the fruits of the Spirit, but then if you continue to read right up the fruits of the Spirit, it tells you some very specific sins to steer away from. And can I tell you that one of them is just simply talking vulgar? Simply, I said. Now, again, I'm not here to beat you up. I'm not here to beat you up. But what I want you to know is, is that in the pursuit of just being funny, which is not wrong, if you go and you begin to be vulgar, you have just ran off the cliff. And you didn't even realize it. It just, and you were gone. You were in the creepy van with the creepy guy, and he's going to kill you. That is for the kids, okay? I have kids in the room, Facebook. These are your desires. Your desires are nice. It's the candy. Yum, yum. Everything's great. Until you just want to keep eating until you're throwing up. And I personally, as a father, have seen it happen. My son Malachi was like, Dad. And I was like, buddy, you shouldn't. Dad. And he's just ripping them open like, and I was like, I didn't even know if he could eat that fast, especially candy. I don't think suckers are supposed to be consumed that way. But he just was eating and eating and never stopped. Chocolate, that's what it was, chocolate. And he came to me not too long later. It was his birthday, and his mom was like, we have to love him and let him have what he wants, right? It's his desires. <laughs> she always gets on me. I'm sorry, side note. She gets on me, and I'm like, I got the stage, so I get to do it, you know? Um, Let's stay, I'm going to close here, okay? I'm serious. And he's just yumming the chocolate up. And I'm thinking to myself, Dwayne, you're supposed to stop him? And it was like, wait a second, but you're learning this parent thing, and maybe you should just let him, right? Because God lets you do some things, so maybe you let him do it. Then when he gets the results, he'll learn a lesson, right? I felt bad, I'm not going to lie, but man, was it funny when he came in and he was like, uh, it was like the movie. I don't know what movie it was. It was like, uh, dad, I don't, uh, and it was just brown chocolate. Like it hit the wall. It was like, brr, he projected out. I mean, it was just, it was nasty. And I was like, you okay, buddy? And now you know why we don't eat someone's chocolate, right? You know what I'm saying? I capitalized on that joint, capitalized on it. His desire, which was not wrong, to have chocolate, it took him down a road. And unchecked, it got out of control. And when it got out of control, it was the death of his stomach. (laughs) So... Listen to me. That's for the kids, adults. You know your desires. You may know the desires of the people around you. We have to check them. We have to control them. Stay in your word. Pray. Sometimes you need to fast, right? Deny yourself the thing that you just have to have. Okay? Take control. Through the Holy Spirit, understand God has been where you are. God stood in the midst of temptation. 
and he answered the enemy. So I, I challenge you, open your mouth. In those moments that you feel that your desires are taking you away, open your mouth and say, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the word of God. Right? Open your mouth and talk to the enemy. Because all he's doing is whispering in your ear. He's not pulling you away. It's your desires. He's simply supplying the goods. He's simply supplying the goods. You're the one, like Adam, that's reaching out, taking the bite. You're the one, due to the pressure, are picking up the bottle and drinking. Stop. Listen. If you've heard this message, whether you're here or on Facebook Live, you heard this message and it spoke to you, I want to give you the opportunity to, to pray. If you're here, you can pray at the altar. If you're on Facebook Live, I want to pray with you. Maybe you've been ministered to by this word and you didn't know Christ. You are just now realizing due to the mirror that's been held up that you don't look the way you should look. You don't act the way you should act. You realize that your desires took you away a long time ago and you don't know how to get back. If that's you, I want to pray with you. I challenge you to come up to the altar if you're here because the word says we should confess, right? Our faith. We should do it openly. I challenge you to do that. But if you don't want to get up out of your seat or you're embarrassed or you just don't want to do it yet another time, that's fine. I don't need you to do that. But what I do want you to do and what I do need you to do is I need you to go before your God, our King, right now. And I need you to confess your sins. I need you to confess your sins and I need you to let him know, God, I allowed this desire to take control of my life and I went down a path that I was not intended to go down. Help me back. He will help you back. Or maybe you, you realize, like, I didn't even know you. And I've been, I've been my, my desires have been steering my life since this day. I, and I get it now. My, my desires have been steering me into this hole, this abyss that I'm in right now. And I don't want to be here anymore. My desires have taken me and put me in a situation that I don't want to be in. I'm not even that type of guy. I'm not even that type of girl. That's not even who I am. Maybe you find yourself on the, on the floor of your living room and your bedroom or, or wherever it is right this moment and you're crying your eyes out because you realize you're a person that, that you never intended to be and it's because your desires snatched you up and took you away. Let's call on Christ Jesus right now together. Wherever you're at, 
Let's bow your heads and let's just pray. Lord God, we need you. We need you. Because these desires that we have, they, they were, they're strong. Sometimes it's just simple passion. It's, it's a simple passion that's been given to us by you. A desire to do great things. A desire to be loved. To be comforted. To have peace. And these desires have led us to, 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 to suicide attempts. These desires have led us to, to, to drug addiction, alcoholism, adultery. These desires have led us to murder. God, please, in the name of Jesus, I don't know who I'm praying for, but right now, I believe that I'm praying for somebody that is over it, that's done in the name of Jesus. God, please hear our cry. Hear their cry, wherever they might be, God. Hear their cry. Holy Spirit, move in. Move in and begin to just soothe them. Begin to bring the peace that they desire. God, fill the hole. Fill the emptiness, God. Let them see that you are greater than the situation. Let them see that you are bigger than whatever it is they feel is hovering over them. Let them see that you are bigger than addiction. That you can give them a high that no drug can. And it's sustainable. Father, I pray right now, let your love wash over them. Every person in this building, God, I pray that they would feel your Holy Spirit moving like I do here on this stage. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that there is a transformation happening right now. There's transformation happening in the minds of your people. There's a transformation happening in the hearts of your people, God. They will begin to think different so they, they can speak different, so that their actions can be different in the name of Jesus, so they can live different in the name of Jesus. I speak joy where there has been sadness. I speak life where there has been death. Have your way, Father. God, I, I pray all these things. I speak these things and I say these things in the power of your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for each and every one of us. I pray these things through the power of the Holy Spirit who can move where I can't be. In the name of Jesus, our desires will come under the control of our Father in heaven and our Savior and King who lives inside of us. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen and amen. I love you guys. Be blessed. Go and enjoy your family for the rest of the day.